Hello and welcome to a special edition of The Long View, the state of the podcast. I got to thinking about trying to make a, a little recording here about uh, the podcast and, and where I think it's going and where it's been and how things have been progressing. And I've been thinking a lot about it. Uh, I, I always think a lot about it, but um, looking at my records, it seems that I've been recording for about a year now. And uh, I have many more recordings that have yet to be released. And I'm very fortunate that I've had a lot of participation and a lot of requests from people. And so I kind of got to thinking, okay, my original commitment when I first started this podcast was I was going to do it for a year. I didn't want to just do something and then have it fade away. I, I wanted to make a commitment to people. And I said, okay, I'm going to do this for one year. I'm going to release an episode um, at the very least, at least once every two weeks and try to keep a very steady schedule so that people who might enjoy the podcast, you know, have something coming regularly and predictably and not something that's going to be scattered and, uh, you know, disorganized and, and not be dependable. So I made a, a very conscious commitment to say to myself, um, you know, I'm going to do this for one solid year. And after that year, I'm going to kind of go back and revisit it and think about it and, um, you know, kind of decide how things are going, whether I want to continue, uh, whether I should continue, and if I'm going to continue, uh, what things are working, what things aren't working. Um, and so I kind of thought, okay, well, rather than having all of these ruminations of mine being private, I thought it might be a good idea to kind of just record a, a brief little episode and, and throw it out there um, into the into the wild and see what people kind of had to say about it or, or you know thoughts that people might have. So this episode is is not going to feature a game and it's going to be much shorter than a usual episode I hope and it's going to basically just focus on the podcast and um, kind of you know my ideas of of what's going on and opening up uh, and, and hopefully getting some feedback from you, the listeners, on what you think of my assessment and maybe ideas that you have or things that you would like to see more of. So with that little preamble aside, here we go. Let's start with the positives. Um, I tend to be a glass half full kind of a guy, bit of an optimist, so I'm going to start there. The positives that I see are this. Um, I personally have had a lot of fun making the podcast. And I think that that's really important. It might not be important to uh, my listeners, but it's important to me because we don't get paid for this. Uh, this is just something that I do. I have a full-time job. I'm not looking to make this a career. I'm not looking to ask people for money. Um, right now, I'm very fortunate that I have all the equipment that I feel I need. Um, you know, Sure, there's other stuff out there, nicer stuff out there, but I haven't really gotten too many complaints about the quality of the podcast, so I kind of feel like eh, I got that covered, and, and I, I really don't have a need for anything else. I'm not looking to get compensated or paid. Um, not looking to make this a career. No disrespect intended at all to people who are doing that, but that's not me. So I, I'm having fun, and, and to me, if I, if I wasn't having fun... I wouldn't continue to do it because I'm not getting paid. It's kind of a circular argument, but I, I think you understand where I'm going there. So um, first and foremost, that, that's a positive for me. Uh, another positive has been the people that I've met. Um, I, I've had great conversations with uh, just amazing people that I probably would not have had the opportunity to talk to before. 
people from all over the world, uh, people uh, on the Guild. I think of Lee. Um, I think of uh, Martin Griffiths and and so many of my guests, Jesse Dean, um, Joel Eddy, of course, who's been on the show multiple times. Um, you know, I, I kind of started the show with my friend Jim Shaw, and, and he's been on uh, another episode and Justin Nordstrom. And, and these are people that I game with and are great friends of mine. And I had a blast recording with them, but it was so nice to get to meet other people. Um, just did an, an episode with uh, Raquel Bites, and that was a lot of fun. Um, and it's just been really gratifying to me to get to talk to other people and kind of discover just kind of how nice other people are. Here in the United States, um, I, I see a lot of news and news media, and it just seems like everything is is uh, predominantly so hateful and spiteful and it kind of is, has been good for me to kind of realize that there's really good people out there and nice people and people who are courteous and kind. And, and so even though that sounds a little sappy, it, it's really been kind of neat to kind of reach out into the, into the board gaming community and find, you know, just really great quality people, people that I enjoy spending time with, people that I enjoy talking with. And uh, it, it's just been fantastic. So that's been a positive for me as well. Um, another positive has been... The general reaction to the show, I guess, um, but that's also been a negative, and I'll talk more about that later. Um, the subscription numbers, uh, looking at my feed burner stats, which is kind of the program that that I use to kind of track how many people are are subscribed and how many people are are downloading. The stats keep going up. Um, the biggest jump in my stats, of course, was when um, Tom Vassell was nice enough to uh, ask me to be on the Dice Tower Network. And so I think just being part of that network and um, Tom occasionally mentioning the show, which is uh, really gracious of him, has always kind of led to a bump in subscription. So uh, I'm very grateful to be part of the Dice Tower Network, and I'm, I'm very grateful to Tom because that's kind of that gave me a, a big boost. I had been kind of going up in my numbers slowly but steadily, uh, subscriptions-wise, but there's no doubt about the, the sort of uh, vassal effect, I'll call it, or the Dice Tower effect. It uh, definitely gave me a bump. Um, and, and since then, really, the, the numbers just kind of continue to rise. So my subscription numbers are going up, so that's good news. Um been very happy with that. Uh, I, I don't really want to be a huge podcast, and I don't think I can be a huge podcast because it's kind of a, a little bit of a, a, a niche that I'm trying to fill with the long view. So, uh, and, and more on that little niche later, uh, because that, that's one of the things that I've been thinking a lot about. So, uh, but, but overall, the sort of reaction over the past year has been really gratifying and, and very flattering to see those kind of subscription numbers going up. So that's been a positive. Another positive for me has been uh, just exposure and introduction to some new great games. Um, very often on the long view, um, I would say almost half the time, well, maybe not quite that much, but there's a good amount of time when the game that I'm talking about with my guest is a game that I haven't played. And so it's been really kind of nice to have people to talk to who really know a game and are passionate about that particular game, uh, to have them to talk to because I feel I learn a lot. And it's, it's led me you know, to some games that I, I would not have considered purchasing or, or maybe just had not played. And you know, also, interestingly enough, it's led me back to some games. I think of, you know, uh, the episodes that I've done with Joe Huber and Eric Brocious. I mean, they kind of took me back to Race for the Galaxy. I mean, I'd kind of had that game and 
kind of, I guess I didn't really totally understand it. And after doing the episode with, you know, Joe and Eric, they kind of got me fired up enough about it that I went, you know, out and reacquired it. I mean, the same same thing happened um, with the episode on Reef Encounter. Um, kind of went back out and, and reacquired that game. And I've been enjoying both of those again um, with kind of new insights that I've gotten from my guests, not from me, um, from them. So that's been a, a real positive for me. And, and I've had a lot of fun with that. Um, so, you know, when, when I take a look at, at my recollections over the years, you know, the people I've met, um, the, the new kind of ideas and games that I've been exposed to personally, uh, the fun that I've had, and the fact that it, it does appear that there are people listening, uh, those are all kind of the positives that, that I can think of. These are the things that kind of come to mind, and uh, I, I'm very happy and, and pleased the way things have been going for this first year overall, I would say, um, you know, in general. So those are the positives. Um, here are my questions, uh, and I'm not going to dive right into you know what I perceive to be or possible uh, possible negatives. I kind of want to get to the questions first. And uh, my questions uh, that that I have after doing this for a year are these: When you podcast, you are very much talking to an audience that you never see. In other words, I kind of feel like uh, when I'm doing a recording or, or when I release a podcast, I'm on a stage, but I'm behind the curtain. And I, I have a pretty good idea there's an audience out there. I hear occasional coughs and maybe uh, maybe even some laughter or, or people moving about, but I, I never see them. I don't know how many there are. I don't know. I can't read their facial expressions. I don't really know what they think. I don't know how they're reacting. This is very, very odd for me. Um, my profession is I'm a teacher. I've been a teacher for a long time. And, and part of, in my opinion, the art of teaching, there, you know, there's parts of teaching that are a science and part that are an art. Part of the art of teaching, in my opinion, is reading the room um, and, and reacting. Teaching is very much a sort of read and react kind of a profession. If I am trying to communicate something to my students and I look around the room and see that they don't see, they're not understanding. I can clearly see it from their face, or I can clearly see if they're beginning to become disinterested. I can clearly see if they're eager and ready for more. And then I can adjust what I'm doing based on my read of my audience. It's impossible to do that uh, with a podcast. I, I can't read my audience. I don't know uh, what they're thinking as they're listening. And so this is extremely difficult for me personally because it's it's very alien. It doesn't feel right to me. It feels like I am behind the curtain. That's why I use that metaphor. So what do you do about that? Um, and and I, I really don't have a solid answer. Um, I, I kind of had always assumed and hoped that I would get more feedback than I get. Um, there are a few episodes that I have that I've gotten a, a good amount of feedback on, but a lot of times I don't get much feedback. So it's very difficult for me as the person producing this content to know whether or not people are happy with it other than those subscription numbers. That's the only thing that I have to go by. Um, and that's kind of an aggregation uh, created by a computer, and it's a number. You know, it's a quantifiable number, and that's kind of nice, but it's not very specific. It doesn't really tell me anything. I can't read much from the numbers other than, well, somebody out there must be listening because the subscribers have jumped another 10% or 20% or, or what have you. 
So this is, this is a question that I have, which is how do I get more feedback from my listeners? And, and how can I encourage my listeners to provide feedback? And so that there's some things that, you know, I'm kind of percolating some ideas that, that I, I kind of have going that I'm trying to think of ways in order to encourage that. But that is a definite question that I have, which is, you know, how do I get a better read or a better gauge of what people think of a particular episode? Because you can go back and look through the guild and, uh, you know, on the one hand, you look at the thumbs that episodes have received and you would think the podcast is going straight downhill off a cliff because, uh, there are some podcasts that I've released recently on quality games, uh, games that people really seem to enjoy, um, games that were incredibly popular in their time and possibly continue to still be popular um, and are still very high in the rankings, and the thumbs just kind of keep going down. So, you know, on the one hand, that would lead me to believe, okay, well, people aren't listening anymore or people don't like these games or people don't like what I'm picking and then I go to FeedBurner and I look and say, oh, look, you know, I, I jumped another 200 subscribers today. It's like, huh, uh, those two things aren't matching up to me. So I'm having a little bit of difficulty in trying to determine uh, for uh, the future, if I'm going to continue to record, uh, what that all means. Um, you know, why are the thumbs going down? Why are the comments going down? Why are there so many episodes that are released that have no comment whatsoever? Uh, and yet the subscriptions are going up. So I don't really know. Um, I'm hoping maybe that you, the listeners, can provide some feedback for me and kind of let me know. Uh, one idea that was presented to me that was kind of interesting was that, well, there's not a lot to say. Um, when you do a show where you talk about a game for an hour, um, or sometimes more, hour and a half, two hours, what else is there to say? Uh, you know, if you have someone like, you know, Joe and Eric or, or Jesse or, or whoever or Martin or, uh, um, you know, Joel Eddie or, or whatever on the show and you guys have talked about a game for a long period of time, you kind of have covered it. So there's not a whole lot to say. I might agree or disagree with what you said on the show, but unless I feel strongly about it, I'm not going to bother to post anything. And you've kind of covered all the bases. So there isn't naturally going to be a lot of feedback. So that, that's kind of one thing, one idea that I heard that I thought was kind of interesting and, and thought, okay, well, there could be something to that, or it, that could not be it at all. I don't really know. So, uh, you know, the other idea is that, um, you know, perhaps uh, the games that I'm selecting are not games that people are looking for, but uh, that that I'm kind of dismissing that idea a little bit because mm, for the most part, the episodes that I do a lot of them have come directly from requests from people that say, hey, can we do an episode about this? Or, hey, could you do an episode on this game or that game? So, sure. you know. So, I don't know that that's necessarily it. So, uh, I know it sounds like I'm whining and crying about a lack of feedback, um, and, and maybe I am, um, but I don't think so. It's just kind of, it's that feeling that I hope everyone now kind of maybe understands a little bit from, from my end of the microphone of, you know, talking to you know, an audience and, and not having really any idea of how it's being received or what people think or what people like or didn't like or what have you. So, you know, I never have a problem with someone who has a problem with the show. Um, and, and I do my best try to respond to everybody who makes a post. Um, you know, uh, the show is small enough that, you know, I, I'm not Tom Vassell. I don't have, you know, 4,500 or 5,000 subscribers and uh, hundreds and hundreds of emails coming in all the time and comments being posted. Uh, my show is small enough that I, I still feel I can try to personally connect with anybody who is uh, happening to, to be listening. And so, 
Um, you know, I don't think that's it. I don't think it's that I'm not responsive um, when people post questions or comments. So I'm kind of curious what you all out there would have to say about that. So if anybody, um, you know, has any thoughts about that or has some suggestions or has some ideas, I, I would love to hear them because, again, kind of feel like I'm flying half blind. So um, that's kind of what I have to say about that. That's probably my biggest question. The second question that I have um, uh, about the podcast is kind of what the exact deal is with newness and oldness. It seems that the idea of the show originally was to try to take a look at games that were a little older or games that had been out long enough that either I or my guests had played them a bunch, enough to kind of know whether or not there's something there to that game, or whether it's just another good game. And there are lots of good games, and I don't have a problem with them. I have lots of good games, you know, games that are probably not classics, but that I enjoy. However, you know, there's something special about some games. I think if if that wasn't the case, we wouldn't have a show at all. We wouldn't be able to talk about some fantastic games and, and why they have been around for so long and why they've stood the test of time. So there's this pull to go and do older games and talk only about older games. You know, do an episode on El Grande, you know, do an episode on Carcassonne, you know, do something, you know, from from the old catalog of games that are still being printed, still published, even though they're 10, 20 years old. Okay. I hear that and I agree with that and I enjoy that. However, there's also something to be said for trying to look at a game and really kind of try to provide a service when a game is newer to kind of let people know whether there's really any meat on those bones, whether there's really anything that you might be interested in. And to my view, these two ideas are not mutually exclusive because as long as the game has been played enough, and and that's a subjective term, but you know, it's the show that I'm running, so I kind of look at it and say, okay, do I feel I've played it enough? Or do I feel my guest has played it enough that we're really giving it a good long view? We're, We're really looking at not just an initial impression, not just a first blush kind of a thing, but that we're really, truly, you know, one or both of us have played the game enough that we have seen some of the subtleties, the nuances, we've seen maybe some of the pitfalls or some of the things that start to shine through after repeated play. Because that's really the, the theme of the show is repeated play, not just first impressions or single or you know uh, uh, reviews after one or two or three plays. Okay, so I don't feel those are mutually exclusive. However, there is a portion of my audience I know that really doesn't like it when I do a game that's newer. Um, you know, I had someone actually post a comment and said, you know, how can you do a long view of CO2 when CO2 hasn't even been, you know, released? Or how can you do a long view of uh, Space Cadets? And I think I answered those questions, um, at least to my satisfaction. I hope to the poster's satisfaction as well, that, you know, well, CO2 I had a very long history with. So, yeah, I already had a long view of that game. And and I disclosed that relationship, um, you know, as, as someone who did a lot of playtesting and uh, but but also someone who saw some of the evolution of the game and had a, just a, a bunch of plays under um, his belt, my belt, and thinking, okay, well, you know, this is a new game. It's coming out. It's very hot. 
And why not? Why not do a long view? I actually feel I've played the game enough to really truly understand it. And this will be one of those nice little times when I'm actually giving a long view on a game that not a lot of people have had a chance to play yet. Okay, so I'm going to go for it. Um, Same thing with the episode I did on Space uh, Cadets with the Angelsteins. And that really wasn't so much about the game, uh, but about the process that they went through designing the game and kind of a, a peek into that and a peek into what it's like to work with members of your family. And then, of course, along the way, you know, we discussed the game as well. But it was really primarily, uh, at least in my opinion, an episode about design and the, the, the thoughts and, and the process of design. So, you know, I, I kind of felt that that was certainly very appropriate for a long view. And yet I had some pushback on those. I had, I've had pushback any time that I've done a game that's a little bit newer, even though I kind of feel it's not incongruous with the mission of the show. So now you take all that and then you put that together with feedback. You take that and you put that together with subscription numbers as reported or, or I'm sorry, uh, download numbers that are, that are reported on FeedBurner. And this is the picture that I get from my end. Um, When I post a show about an older game, I have a usually a a sort of a, for the most part, a sort of vocal sort of outpouring of posts of people who enjoyed the episode or have something to say about the episode or who are big fans of the game and are glad to see that the episode was made or want to make another point that maybe we didn't cover. But few downloads. Fewer listeners. I do a game that is newer, and of course, I think kind of logically, I'm getting a whole lot more listens and a whole lot more downloads. So it's clear to me that there's certainly people who want a long view of a newer game. However, you know, there's also room, and I think it's really essential to kind of keep up talking about the older games and uh, analyzing them and having a little bit deeper discussion about them and maybe bringing them back to people's attention. That's one of the things that I said I really enjoyed about doing the show. So, uh, you know, to my mind, there's two things there. Both of them are compatible with the long view because the long view, as I kind of have always envisioned it, is about talking about a game after you've played it or after someone has played it enough that you really know the game, know the game well. So to my mind, there's no problem with these two, but there does seem to be a a little bit of an internal debate with my listeners about whether or not they want to see that, whether they don't want to see that. So I'd be kind of curious once again, that's a question that I have for you out there, the listeners, and and say, you know, what do you think of all of this? Um, How many of you... um, enjoy the the games or I'm sorry the shows really only about the older games and how many of you enjoy the episodes that are done say about newer games um I I really kind of would like to hear what people have to say about that because it has been challenged a few times and I have defended it um and it seems like you know the arguments that I've made have kind of been accepted because I'm not losing subscribers to the guild Um, and people are not coming back and and questioning my explanation. So I'm hoping that that means that my explanations make sense because people aren't dropping out of the guild 
and I'm not seeing a bunch of repeat posts kind of continuing to say, well, I disagree and here's why, or no, I don't agree with you, or I think you're wrong. So I'm kind of hoping that that means that my sort of explanation or peek into why I decided to do an episode about a particular game has been enough, uh, and that people are like, oh, okay, all right, I get it now. Um, But, you know, I don't know that for a fact. So that would be another question that I would kind of post out there, which is kind of the you know, where do you, the listener, see the balance between old and new? And do you agree with my paradigm? Or is there something that you feel is kind of inherently wrong with that? So I'd be kind of curious to see what, you know, people would have to say about that. Okay. So negatives, negatives about the show. Um, I feel that sometimes the show can be a little long. I feel that sometimes there are missed opportunities. Uh, I am committed to the sort of off-the-cuff conversational style of the show. Um, I've received more compliments about that than criticisms, by far. Um, I do kind of feel that sometimes maybe we miss something. We we kind of don't cover an aspect or a question or a part of the game. Um, you know, and, and, and I get that when I listen to it. Um, you know, I, I don't really listen to the podcast other than when I'm editing it. Uh, but when I'm editing, I can often hear things and, and I see things. And I'm like, oh, man, why didn't we talk about that? Or how did we miss that? Or, oh, I really meant to bring this up. And, you know, the conversation never went around to it. Mm, darn, you know. So I kind of have been thinking a lot about that and wondering whether the show should be more scripted. Um, and my initial reaction to that is no. And there's a couple reasons for that. Number one, I'm a teacher, I'm used to talking off the cuff, and that's what I'm comfortable doing. I'm not comfortable looking at a script, I'm not an actor. So that that's number one. Number two, it would exponentially increase the time that it would take me to prepare and record an episode. Um, and, and quite frankly, with uh, you know three kids and, and you know full-time job, I really don't have the time. Um, it would be difficult. It would certainly put a, a larger, it would create a larger footprint in my life if I did that, if I decided to start scripting things. And I really don't know that that's something that I'm interested in doing. So, you know, because I am doing this just for fun. So the scripting part of it to me would be distinctly unfun, though it would probably make for maybe a little bit better content. I, I don't know that it would make for a, a huge difference in the content that's being delivered, but I think it would make a, a little bit of difference in the content. And sometimes a little can mean a lot. So I'm aware that there are definitely things that could be improved if I scripted things more. Um, but I just don't know that I'm willing to do that. But, but I do see that as something that's a bit of a negative. Um, there are sometimes some missed opportunities. Uh, another negative um, for me has been sort of trying to discern and trying to figure out what to do about, if anything, um, you know, feedback. And I've already talked about that, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go into that. That's that's a question from me, but it's also a negative for me. Um, it feels at times somewhat disheartening, uh, to be honest with you. You know, you, you put out an episode that you think is great or you think your, your guest did just an absolutely phenomenal job about explaining or championing a game or uh, revealing kind of inner workings or secrets of a game. And you think, oh, this is a winner. This is a winner. And then there's kind of like a, there's, there's silence. And, and that's a, that's a very negative, uh, kind of a thing for me. It's, it, it's disheartening. And, um, again, it's not a huge deal, but it's definitely a negative. It weighs on me. So that's something that, you know, has, has not been an, an overall positive experience. Um, other than that, 
I would say there really haven't been any other negatives. Um, the positives are, are far outweighing the negatives. Um, and the questions that I have, I think, are, are questions that can be answered. And I, I hope that they're answered through some discussion with you know the people that are listening. And so I'm really looking forward to hopefully hearing that. Okay, so the future. Um, right now, I have probably another two to three months worth of episodes already recorded. So I don't really see any point in stopping. So I'm going to make a commitment to continue this for another year. Um, so I would say around this time next year, March, April, you might expect to hear another one of these. Um, and so I will continue to do this for another year. And I'll continue to record episodes. I've got a few that are lined up with some uh, people uh, already, people who want to record. And, you know, I should add that to the list of positives, which is that, boy, it's great to do a show when you don't have to worry about what content you're going to program. I have people coming to me and saying, can we talk about this game? And so I, I kind of find that wonderful. Um, you know, it's just great because I know that, you know, if someone is coming to me, they're going to be uh, very passionate about the game they're talking about. They're not going to be flat. They're not going to be kind of uh, wishy-washy about it. They're going to have something to say because they, they approached me. Um, secondly, um, the games that people have suggested doing episodes about are, are great. Um, they're either older games or, or games that are very highly regarded and I can't wait to do an episode about them. Um, so I've been very pleased with that. So that, that's another positive. Moving forward uh, in this year, I, I, there's a few things that I really want to try uh, to do something new. And I think I want to try and engage the listeners of the podcast a little bit more than I've asked you to be engaged in the past. And, and so I'm thinking about, okay, how do, I, how do I do that? Why am I doing it? Is it just so that I know, is it a Sally Field, you like me, you really like me? Um, or is, it, is there a point? And I really don't want to do the Sally Field thing. That's not really why I'm asking you to post, but I'm trying to engage people a little bit more in discussion about the games that we're talking about. Um, and so one of the things that I thought might be really neat um, was trying to sort of set up a system somehow, um, a file, a geek list, something. Um, and I'm really tempted to try and use some newer technology, at least new to me, um, like Google Hangout or something. And I talked a lot with Joel Eddy about this because he's been kind of, um, you know, a mentor of mine. And uh, I like to think we've uh, kind of become friends as well, even though we haven't actually ever met each other face to face. And uh, he, he's just been fantastic. That's another positive that I have to throw in there. Um, he's guided me through getting into podcasting and uh, he's been a sounding board for me and uh, listened when I've had problems or uh, complaints and uh, helped me out whenever he could. And uh, he's just a great guy to work with. Um, so that, that's been another uh, positive for me. Um, but anyway, I, I'm off topic there. So let's get back. Um, I'm thinking about like maybe uh, this was kind of Joel's idea. After we do an episode about a game, uh, you know, maybe kind of as part of the long view, say, okay, listen, you know, anyone out there who's interested, you know, try to play this game another two, three, four times, you know, if you can. And in a month, um, we're going to do another episode. We're going to do a long view live is kind of what Joel uh, put it as. We're going to do a long view live and, and I'm going to, you know, host a, a Google Hangout and anybody who would like to kind of uh, come in 
uh, and join the Hangout can join the Hangout and then we'll kind of revisit the game and talk about it and, and kind of add another sort of layer, like a part B to every episode. And I thought that idea had some real merit. So uh, that's something that, that I'm considering doing in the future. I'd be curious what people would think of that idea. The other thing that I've been considering is kind of um, wondering if there's a uh, web-based kind of application, something, um, you know, on BoardGameGeek that, that could be sort of integrated into that or something that, you know, I could kind of do on my own or, or host myself somehow, whereby you could... After, you know, a long view episode, say on a game like Dominant Species, where people could just kind of go and make a quick audio recording. I'm kind of inspired by Scott Nicholson's in-play review um, that, you know, he, he's occasionally done with his video. You know, real quick, not a full session report, just kind of like what people's impressions were or comments about the game um, were after playing it. And so... I kind of like think that it would be great to be able to do that in an audio format. And, and right now it seems like it's very easy for people, myself included, to make audio recordings. I mean, just about every laptop, every computer out there seems to have the ability to make a quick little MP3 file that could then be uploaded. Or perhaps there's a way that it could actually, you know, just be uh, recorded online. Uh, almost, you know, like Skype feeds can be recorded online. I mean, again, I'm not really sure of the technology here, but um, I'm kind of thinking about it as as a way to sort of offer more content, but in such a way that the file as it's saved is saved, um, you know, the audio file would have an actual name attached to it that would kind of describe what the audio content is, right? So that somebody going and looking at this collection of files that would build up over time, I would hope, I would be able to kind of quickly scan through them or uh, sort them in such a way that, you know, they're only going to be listening to the uh, sound bites that are related to the particular area of interest or question they had about that game. I don't know whether that's really truly being offered. That simple idea of here's kind of, you know, people's impressions. Now, we do have the ability to go and look at people's comments about games, because people can post a comment about a game, which is kind of where I'm going. It's kind of where I'm at. That same kind of idea where you post a comment. But again, it has it has two kind of weaknesses, in my opinion. The first one being, it's not really organized. It is just this huge list of people's comments. And they're not really organized by sort of topic. Whether it's player count or strategy or playing tips, or or something else, or, or whatever you know, people might decide it to be, um, and it also sorts them in this kind of, at least on Board Game Geek, from this ten down to one. So the comments that you read, if you really want kind of uh, an idea of you know, again, what people think or or impressions people have of a game, you're kind of going to first be hearing from the fanboys. And then at the very end, you're going to hear from the haters. And in between, you're going to hear from everybody else. But it's usually tons and tons of comments, at least at the games that I've looked at, the games that, you know, I, I think about when I think of the long view, because they've been around for a while. So you have all these comments that are sort of unsorted, unfiltered. Some of them are micro reviews. Some of them, I've read people's comments where it's like notes to themselves about whether they want to put it on their trade list or notes to themselves about um, lost a blue piece for this. You know, so the, the comments or section as it exists right now, 
I think could be improved upon. And I was kind of wondering if either Joel's idea of the Google Hangout or my idea of kind of aggregating and collecting comments that people have about the game in a more organized fashion and maybe in an audio format would be something that would be useful. So moving forward, those are the kinds of things I'm going to be looking at in the future. And, uh, you know, I, I would be curious if anybody had any any sort of uh, ideas about that. Okay, so um, that's kind of where I see the podcast right now. That's where I see the podcast sort of going in the future, um, possibly, uh, you know, with some ideas and, and additions and, and ways to kind of uh, shake things up a little bit. And uh, I'd also be curious if people think that, you know, it shouldn't be shaken up at all. Uh, maybe you think that, uh, you know, kind of this this audio collection of comments uh, sorted or, or, you know, the, the Google Hangout thing just is not something that's necessary. I mean, maybe the long view is, is just kind of good as is. Maybe it's already accomplishing its goal for the people who are listening because, you know, really... I can try out all kinds of new things and different things and, and have some fun with it and, and try to be a little creative with it. But at the end of the day, if no one's going to be listening to it or if it's not really what people want, um, at least the majority of people um, or, or vast majority is kind of what I would prefer, um, you know, that there might not be a point in doing it. There's so many people out there right now. Um, there's so many people podcasting. It seems like there's a new podcast almost every week. Um, and good for them. I mean, you know, that was me a year ago, and uh, I'm not saying that in a disparaging way. What I'm saying is that it's almost like cable television now. There's there's just so many podcasts and so many uh, talented people out there who are offering, you know, kind of their services, their their ideas, and, and their views. And so th- there's so much going on out there. Maybe there doesn't need to be anything more. There doesn't need to be anything added. Uh, I'm kind of looking at it, you know, with the the two ideas I discussed, the one uh, that that Joel kind of came up with and and the one that I was thinking about, I'm looking at those as things that maybe are not yet being done. And so maybe that would be another little niche or another little area that could be filled. And, you know, maybe there would be people who would find that valuable because, you know, again, um, not to belabor the point, but, you know, if people don't find it valuable or useful, there's really not much point in doing it uh, because, number one, you know, people don't care. And number two, uh, it it would be more time and more effort, um, you know, on my part and the part of the people who uh, participate in the show, perhaps. And, you know, again, uh, it's uh, the wonderful thing about the internet and the wonderful thing about podcasting is that it is by and large free. And uh, so there's just great news there and that you have lots of choices and lots of people who are volunteering their time to talk about something they love. Um, When you're on the other end of the mic, however, um, you know, you you do sometimes want to keep in mind, and I'm grateful that my wife kind of keeps me grounded here, um, that, you know, you're not getting paid for this. So, you know, let's not have it consume your life. Um, It's kind of the the point that she has made to me on multiple occasions. You know, uh, she supports me in in making the podcast as long as it is not leaving too big of a footprint, as I talked about earlier. So, um, and I think that that's wise. I think that she's right. I think that all of us who love board games and and are in this hobby um, are kind of passionate about it, and we want to share. We want to talk about it. We want to, um, you know, kind of preach it out there to the masses and see if we can get more people interested and, and share, you know, the, the things that we found. But at the same time, uh, anytime you have that kind of uh, excitement and you have that kind of uh, feeling, it's always good to kind of try to keep things in perspective a little bit. And I'm grateful to my wife 
wife for providing that perspective uh, for me and, and making sure that I don't go too far off the deep end in my obsession with all things board gaming. So um, that's kind of where I think the podcast is uh, at this particular time. I, I really appreciate uh, those of you who have listened to this. Um, I appreciate um, you know the fact that uh, you, you've stuck with me for a year. Uh, I value your feedback, I value your input, and I value uh, the fact that you listen to what my guests uh, and I have to say and that you uh, seem to enjoy it. So um, with that, uh, I'm going to sign off and uh, I look forward to talking with you for another year and uh, look forward to exploring more great games on The Long View.